This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story. This year, of course, we're talking about cults. This is episode 710. <laughs> we're out of the O's. 710, entitled Charles Manson in Charge. Yeah. Charlie. Charles. Charles Manson in Charge. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And what did you think of uh, Charles' parenthetical Manson in Charge? <laughs> Um, I thought it was good. This was a, a full throttle episode of just Kai losing his mind. And in case anyone's wondering, yes, the real bad guy all along was feminism. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Radical feminists are the, the most, enemy. The most evil, shadowy thing. That they're to of blame. All. They're to blame for Trump. <laughs> they're to blame for uh mass shootings mm-hmm. the blame for islamic terror because they they the islamist islamist terrorists would not come after us if it weren't for all these women running around with their face hanging out <laughs> i mean um i did like how risking our lives all of you yeah i did like how the episode title is sort of um a poke at scott bayo Oh. Who starred in Charles in Charge? That's right. He is an arch Republican, yeah. arch conservative. Yeah, so there's lots of puns in there. And the actual Charles Manson, um, oh, what do you call it? Apparition that is guiding Kai now. Uh-huh. He's the real Charles in Charge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked, I, I, I thought this episode was pretty good. It brought the baby stuff around. I mean,. I thought that they were heading in a direction where, if not worth it, then this would kind of make sense. But I feel like in this last, this this penultimate episode, Ryan Murphy has uh, ran firmly back into the kind of like pox on all sides, or you know, I like like he's lacks the courage of his convictions, or I don't know, maybe is a surprisingly deeply conservative person. For, I don't know, but I was um... for the way he leads his life and the the the, the, the his 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 personal life and the things he professes. Maybe he does real real down deep down have a fear and distrust for women. Yeah, I was um, I was reading a Harper's Bazaar article today. How bizarre! Yeah, and about American Horror Story, and I scrolled down to the comments because you know what. I haven't done that in a while. Let sure. me just see let's what's check, going on. Let's just check out the comment, <laughs> comments. Maybe they've gotten better. Maybe they've gotten better since last time. I mean, and it was exactly as predicted. There were, you know, far left Democrats and hard conservative Republicans uh, arguing about how the show applied more to them than it did to the other party because yeah. you're the one that's actually being made fun of. Right. And they're saying that to each other, and it's exactly as prophesied. They're both looking at They're both holding a mirror up to each other and say, look. So, I mean, I get it. I I get it. But at the end of the next episode, are we going to have a point? I don't know. I really don't. I really okay. don't. Um, we'll have to see. Um, but we'll, let's. Uh, do, do you have anything else to say? Or should we get right into the Just episode? Get right into it. All right. We're going back in time again to the first presidential debate. Uh, one of the Vassar girls has the unpolitically correct opinion that perhaps Hillary being president is even more important than Barack Barack, Barack Barack Obama because if you are if you think about it women have actually had it rougher than African Americans except for African American women of course they've had it the worst uh, over the years and this is no, something- no she's not saying they had it worse than African Americans she had it worse than men any type yeah 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 no 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 and that's something that like I've actually meditated on a time or two like at any time in history you would never you would never want to trade places with a woman 
Like, you know, if you chose to be like a black a black person in the 1840s in, in, in Georgia, mm-hmm. rather be black man or black woman, like right. probably be the black, you know, it's like at no point in, in human history. I don't know. Maybe there were some matriarchies. I heard like the Iroquois was a matriarchy. There's a couple others. Right, but, but you have to struggle to think of one. You have to really struggle to think. And also, were they really matriarchy? It was like, were they really ruled by women? Okay. Or did that's just the way they decided to divvy up property through the woman's line? Because that's, <laughs> that's what I, like, I haven't heard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling on like seventh grade cult, you know, like his, history lessons. Okay. So I, that's but the, the point is like, I think this is like taken as like some kind of like, oh my God, I can, I'm not sure if I can like, say this opinion, but I, I think it's got a lot of validity to it. A lot of the points do. Yeah. Uh, so they're talking about how they thought after this debate that they're going to flip Texas and Arizona, which of course we now know is insane. And that kind of hubris one of the many, 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 many reasons Hillary Clinton did not win the election in 2016. Uh, Kai has had enough of hearing these women talk, and he opens his mouth and gets into an aggressive fight with them and says, the world isn't this progressive place you think it is. It's actually a much more conservative, uh, brutal place, and men are tired of being humiliated, and Trump's one of us, and then one of these girls starts making fun of him being, you know... A Kai, you know, Kai, and he slaps her, and she says, "I'm pressing charges." And Winter says, "You've crossed a line this time." Uh, he uh, ends up in anger management with Bebe as an anger management counselor. Yep. So there's that, how that works. <laughs> that's a lot of questions. Bebe is an anger management counselor, and she's just been waiting for Kai. Is Kai like the chosen one? Is Kai the first one who's been dumb enough to take her up on? Or Valerie Solana's teachings or, or, or I what? mean, or maybe it just came about organically. You know, she saw this man who felt probably about the same way that a lot of the women that came to Valerie Solana's did, or um, at le- very least those two uh, guys who showed up to the Valerie Solana's meeting. He's feeling weak. He's feeling, uh, you know, malleable. You mm-hmm. can sort of push your own will onto him. I think that she probably feels just as desperate right now, you know, watching the... Um, sorry, the, watching the debates. Yeah. So it just sort of, it looks like it happened naturally. Yeah. This is my chance. I'm going to take it. To, yeah. She shot her shot. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, again, like, uh, I feel a lot of this cultural criticism that's, that's going on in American Horror Story is kind of hollow or it's a very superficial and reactionary take on it. Like, you know, I, I don't like if it, or it's not helpful. Like, let's say that you have a sociology degree and you've been studying this issue for years and years. And you're like, yep, this type of Trump supporter is all because they're sexually frustrated. Blah, You know, they 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 want to be told what to do or what. Like, I, I don't know, maybe. But it always feels self-serving when you come up with a kind of a smug critique of the other side and what they believe. Right. And, like, I don't know, does Murphy actually read a lot of conservative literature and l- listen to conservative and, and consume conservative media? Because, like, I, I mean, I would ass- I would assume so, because I would never accuse Ryan Murphy of being a, a stupid man. Right. But he could be a little bit. I, I guess I just don't know it's what just some what, of these things are just so spot on. Right. But then there's a lot of stuff that's like feeds into like a narrative that you want to believe about conservatives. I just don't know how helpful it is. And it's not, maybe it's, maybe it's, it may, it's not meant to be ther- uh, therapeutic. Maybe it's meant to be helpful. Maybe it's, or not, maybe it's not meant to be helpful. It's meant to be therapeutic. Like this is his anger management. Right. That we've been watching. It's therapeutic unfold. for him and right. not for anyone else. And then like, I think like, you know, uh, as certainly as much as liberals, uh, as much as liberals and conservatives too, like to retreat into the grandiosity and the other side's idiots and stupid and plotting the destruction of america like it's certainly i think it seems like it's therapeutic for both sides right i just don't it's like you know we're we're very we're nearing the one year mark of trump's being elected and i see a lot of liberals and leftists are still litigating are still fighting amongst themselves are still arguing about the root causes and who should have supported who and when and where the money went and like all like like ripping and but yet i also see a lot of elections being kind of well like one in these landslide type of deals like virginia 
the other night, and it's like I just I just don't know what to think because it's it it feels like a lot of times liberals do time, tend to eat their own mm-hmm. in a way that like I, I I don't see conservatives do very often. Like they they tend to like even while they're fighting still win elections and stuff. Right. But then again, you know, liberals won some elections. So I like I said I I don't know anything. I'm an observer of human nature. It all makes me feel very uncomfortable, and I'm frequently wrong. So I guess that's what I'm saying. Uh, Bebe, apparently her plan was to take Trump and Kai and use it to light a powder keg of feminine rage that's been building for millennia. Right, by just doing exactly what he's doing and pissing off women. What does she expect? I guess, what does she expect women to do? Like, are they going to... I mean, everyone. Like, she expects women to go out and cut up men. It's a society for cutting up men. Yeah, yeah. And she says as much at the end. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just don't like mechanically. You would need almost every woman to rise up and do that, like on the on one like one. <laughs> Wait, night are you of hung up ride. on the logistics? Kind of. I don't think it's supposed to be like one nightly takeover. That's not how really? it works. No. I mean, to, to kill all men, like I don't think men are going to go down that easy. <laughs> I just like feel like it. Ah, yeah, you're right. I'm getting hung up in logistics. Uh, moving on, we see a uh, a live video feed of one of Kai's city council rallies to try to be a senator, and it's it's from the perspective of a citizen that's outraged by the city council Nazi that's trying to restrict her internet, mm-hmm. and she's like sending out a call for help. Something that we've been talking about this 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 season, like is no one else in the world noticing? That's kind of like what her perspective is. And then we see from the other side, Kai is is uh, is is railing against anti-life, uh, third trimester abortions, and globalists and elitists, which is code word for Jew, 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 Jew. <laughs> uh, and that his opponent is afraid of the truth. And then the protesters clash, and this is kind of like a heavy-handed take on like the Antifa. And Black Lives Matter movement clashing right. with uh, the members of the alt right and the KKK and neo Nazis. Right. And I mean, the thing, some of the things that happen here seem like they were ripped directly out of the head headlines. Right. Like him getting pepper sprayed. That I think that shot was in a, a Vice documentary about mm-hmm. the Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of actually sly. I, I thought this scene was pretty sly because it's got. Kai um, trying to explain to his followers that this is the feds using the levers of power against them. This isn't like, it, you know, because if the citizens rise against him, then his movement loses a lot of its validity. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you can show that there's much more people against you than for you, then there goes your populist appeal. Someone throws a bottle of piss on him, which is how this whole start, you know, if you recall that that's how he started this race war with the the Mexican laborers, day laborers. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone pepper sprays him in the face, and then his blue-shirted goons pour whole milk into his face and eyes. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but milk, milk is one of the very many covert uh, white power symbols. Like oh. there's people that like the OK sign and different like these like like Pepe the Frog and a glass of whole milk holding it up on Twitter is like a a white power symbol. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I thought it was to, just a way to it's something stop to do, burning. It's something to do with the yes, it's that too, but it's also something to do with the the color of milk and also the fact that I guess that there's um uh like 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 being lactose intolerant is more of an African Asian thing. Okay. So them drinking like that's like a sign of white power. Like we can drink cow cow milk and you can't. I don't know. Hmm. I don't profess to understand. But okay. the the thing about the the interesting thing about this this alt right movement is they tend to like invent these symbols to like wink at each other and discard them and rotate them constantly because as the media finds them out and says, oh, you're teenage by me Nazi if he's got Pepe the Frog or Kekistan flags, then it's like they're on to the next one and they're laughing at like, oh, you idiots, you think the OK sign is uh is a white 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 power symbol well mm-hmm. yeah it was three weeks ago and now it's like fucking i don't know wearing a wearing a uh soul patch right or it's 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 rolling your left gene cut uh the cuff up it's 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 ridiculous but i think that's what they're hinting at um we next, next see a sign where they're stripping down the ice cream clown car at night 
Uh, Kai has got this unhinged plan that if we strip it down and paint it like orange sherbet, we can just park it on the street and it'll be hiding in plain sight. Uh, I, Winter asks Ivy, or I'm sorry, Allie, if Ivy is any, any, any pain at the end. She thinks that her brother has killed Ivy, uh, and she had a real relationship with her, not a fake, like, cult relationship. And Allie says, what makes you think it was Kai? And there you go. I guess the official story is she's at a cooking school in Paris. Great. Um, what do you think the plan is for this ice cream truck? I don't know. The fact that they're painting it orange is interesting since that's such a that's that's a color that's associated with Trump. Right. So I don't think it's an accident that they're painting it that color, but how it's going to play into the plot of this of this season, I have no idea. Do you have any guesses? No, I don't. I just thought it was interesting the way he said hiding in plain sight, like I don't know. There'd be a bomb in it or something. Mm. Um, Allie but, is not over what Winter did with her wife. <laughs> no, she's not. Nor really should she be. Actually, uh, uh, okay, so I was reading the Harper's Bizarre article because they have an interesting theory that Ivy is not dead. What are huh. your thoughts on that? Uh, I what guess, is the evidence? I guess I'm open to anything because this is a show where anything could happen, but what's the evidence? I guess the evidence was... We didn't um, see her die? No, the evidence is that, yeah, we didn't see what happened to her body um, besides her getting put in a trunk. And Well, we, then saw her getting, when, we saw her getting dropped into the family mortuary. Right. So when we see it this episode, her body is covered with a white sheet. Hmm. So is that not her body anymore? Were, they Romeo, were her and Allie Romeo and Julietting? In order to um, make, in order for I or yeah, Ivy to get freedom. Holy lie burns, Batman! Like that's caught. Like you don't want lie poured on you if you're still alive. It's just like a powder, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's like that's still like as soon as it comes into contact with any kind of moisture, like your skin, it's going to start burning. Well, I don't think Ryan Murphy cares about that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So besides that, real world problem. And I don't even know if it's real world. It might be lie plus something else that you have to pour on it. Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that theory? Um, so I guess it lets the thing. My first thing is that it seems like it lets Ivy off the hook because I feel like that her anger towards Allie is gen or her anger or Allie's anger towards Ivy is genuine and her not her murdering her makes perfect sense. And I don't know why she wouldn't. Right. Unless it's the, the spare uh to spare oz from some kind of pain but honestly ivy has demonstrated herself to be even crazier and more unreliable and dangerous than Allie. so i guess i don't know what Allie would be thinking what do you think of the theory did you like it i think it's bullshit i mean mostly because you know she poisoned her and we saw her cough up blood before she passed out so if you are going to tell me that she's still alive and you lied to your audience, well, that's just not good storytelling. Right. Uh, so we next, next see an interview with uh, the senator, the sitting senator, the incumbent that Kai's taking on. And the I think it's Beverly trying to ask him a question. Are you taking Kai seriously? And he's like, no, why should I? Maybe the DOJ, Department of Justice, should take him seriously. And he just completely dismisses Kai. And Kai, watching it with his blue-shirted moron, said, this is fake media. Um, the woke warriors, which is the amalgam of Antifa and Black Lives Matters, apparently, uh, says when they hide their hand, we'll have to cut it off and show it. And that's a reference to like throwing rocks in a protest, mm-hmm. and then when the police look over you, like act like you didn't do it. Uh, and he says hilariously, "No offense to Gary." Uh, without a hand <laughs> and he goes we're gonna have to get inspiration from the master and they're like who are you talking master about the divine ruler and he goes get your sleeping bags out because it's story story time and he talks a story tells a story about charles manson and how he played the long game of lighting the fuse and we didn't we get a story involving tex uh who's played by harrison uh sexy Susie, played by ally patricia the flower child played by meadow and completely channeling her inner dirt, by the way. Yeah. Her face, priceless. Yeah. Uh, and Linda the Runaway, uh, played by Winter. And this is all very thematic because, like, Winter is clearly the one that has got the cold feet here. And she's the one that doesn't have kind of the stones, as Kai said, to pull off this plan. But they relive the uh, the, the first Helter Skelter massacre 
involving uh, Shannon Tate and a whole bunch of I didn't actually know a lot of the details here about the the full the, the coffee heiress Abigail Folger and the professional st- stylist Jay Sabring. Um, I knew that Sharon Tate was pregnant and she was the wife or girlfriend of Roman Polanski, but that's all I knew. And like, it just seems like it is a fucking bad scene. And I haven't seen since like Game of Thrones, a pregnant woman stabbed in the belly. And we didn't this time. Well, it's implied enough. I felt like it. And it was just a really, 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 really bummer of a scene. Yeah, and this is a, a story that I explored um, when yeah, Mad Men was still of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad Men was still right. in the air because they had that that whole season where they 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 thought or they they were teasing <laughs> us with uh, Megan Draper yeah, living out in L.A. alone. Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same Canyon Road. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down. Um, there were um, a number of other murders that happened that night, mm-hmm. including. Um, Charles Manson himself doing one. They're all uh, obviously coordinated. Yeah. Right on. Uh, but you said Still that alive. this is a statement to serve that the summer of love is over and an el- uh, opening salvo in what he hoped would be a race war called Helter Skelter. And Kai says, we're not going to be able to just kill one pregnant woman. We're going to need a night of a thousand Shannon Tates to get what we want. Or Sharon Tates. Is it Shannon or Sharon? Sharon? Sharon Tate. They get what we want. Night of a Thousand Tates. Uh, did you, I'm sorry. I might have cut you off there. Did you want to drop any more Manson science on us? <laughs> no, I know it's a little get, late to go back to that, but no. It's not a little late. It's like 30 seconds ago. I can see it. I can, I can, I see the so, re- I can back <laughs> up and, and get to it right now. So just like um, Valerie or Bebe Bobbitt is not going to kill all men on the same night, they're not going to kill a thousand pregnant women women in the same night doesn't seem like it because here's the thing like maybe they will i don't because i think what you're supposed to understand is that i mean kai's losing his his goddamn mind his capacity for rational thought and planning is rapidly diminishing Mm -hmm. i don't think he i don't know what i I don't know what he's got planned but killing a thousand pregnant women i don't think he's capable of anything like that anymore no and yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, and we see kind of that as the next plan that they and, and like maybe it's too far up his ass too because I mean obviously this is like some kind of weird uh, switcheroo that he pulls on Gary but they're raiding Planned Parenthood to get a waiting list of late term abortions for women who are putting off to 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 have an abortion to the third term to make a political statement. This is this is something that's, that that's exactly why women get abortions. No, no, this this is something that does not fucking happen. Mm. This is this is this is disgusting. And the thing is, is like if you're that far up your political ass that you're going to plan a political operation on that false information, it's going to blow up in your face. And it did. It did, <laughs> but like I, I don't know. It's still not clear to me whether Kai knew this was bullshit or he just wanted Gary to be in here so he can kill him and make the other statement. I mean, this plan makes absolutely no sense. No, it doesn't. It's if like If he is the conservative side. Right. Then he would want to make it look like liberals attacked a planned parenthood, but a planned parenthood is like a a bastion for Democrats, right? Right. So why would the Democrats want to kill a man and say stop the slaughtering and make a political statement that way? Oh, no, I thought, was it that he's supposed to make the woke, was he's trying to set the woke warriors up in doing that? Why else would he do it? Hmm, to get like some other, like to get a conservative boogeyman out there? I, I don't know. You're right, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So he's saying that cons- conservative people are the ones that are doing this? I don't know. I think I th- when he's I, representing I th- the conservative I side? thought so because Gary is like always been a con- you know like he would be known in the public as a conservative maga type of guy. But it's sort of but it's Oh, but they killed him. Yeah, they killed him. Huh. I don't know cuz you're right, it's mixed message. They're killing a conservative in front of a planned parenthood to make a statement about the woke warriors. It, it's it's kooky because I was trying to think of like the, what the equivalent, this is like saying like like an alt-writers are going to attack like Black Lives Matter headquarters and they to do so, they got to make a run down the Death Star trench to blow up the main reactor. Right. Like the Black Lives Matter has no Death Star. The Death Star is not real and you have no X-Wings. Like this is just a crazy, this, this is just a lunatic plan. Exactly. So I'm, I, my only hope here is that he just is so crazy 
I don't know why anyone else wouldn't point it out to him, but... Now, they also have something, the other stuff that I'm not sure what they're trying to get at, like Gary goes up at the crowbar, apparently this is going to smash open the front window, and the blue-shirted thugs are like, uh, maybe we should go in back where it's not. Are they trying to hint that maybe Gary is a liability because he's super gung-ho but not too bright? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean... Then what was that whole thing about? To, I think to trap him in that specific area of the uh, building uh, um, so they could encircle him. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's so much evidence. There were so many people there. Well, that's been the case. Like, we've talked about how... And so much blood. Like, why did they drag him around to the front door? I don't know. Oh, that's probably why they didn't want to go into the... Yeah. ...are making of the fact that they... That the body was killed right in the middle and then dragged Also, what are around. the police making of the fact that Detective Ryan Lochte, who apparently is the sole person keeping this cult stuff oh, on rocks, is dead? There's no detective to investigate these murders. In, that's in, why in, I know In fact, that, no... that detective's been murdered in a broad daylight raid. So, like, what the hell are the police doing? Beverly Hope wasn't there to report it. She was in isolation, so... No. <laughs> no, so the cl- the clowns come out and they reveal themselves to to Gary and he goes, "Man, what did I do?" And Kai's like, "He didn't do anything." It's like I was really looking forward to the night of a thousand tates, and he goes, "I need you to do something else, and you'll be closer to me than any of my children." And then every all the clowns stab him to death uh, and kill him as he screams. And then we're it, uh, a Planned Parenthood worker walks in to unlock the office and finds Gary. With his guts out in on their on their front doorstep, essentially, with a sign and painted in blood to stop the slaughter. Um, another question: yep. Why does it have to be Gary? Like they never had a problem killing strangers to make a point before. They you had, remember the coffin couple? They had a five episode contract with Chaz Bono. Like, wouldn't it have made? They, they, this like, is I'm the not fifth episode. Advocating for this at all, but wouldn't it have made more sense to kill like a doctor or a nurse? But that or, would have been like I said. I I don't know that. Like again, Kai can Kai do anything but be self destructive at this point? Because yeah. you're right, that would make more sense. But they'd have to stake somebody out. They'd have to plan to take them. They'd have to do all this stuff. So hmm. killing, you know, luring poor, sweet, innocent Trump supporting, arm cutting off, murdering. But it had to be like your best friend. <laughs> it couldn't just been like a random blue shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Oh, the only thing I think of is that like they. It seems like so Beverly's interviewing Kai on this tomorrow, the the next day, and she's kind of in a monotone talking about this marathon of marathon of vi- violence and how this respectable member of the community that owns a grocery store has been slaughtered by these uh, malcontents. So maybe it's like the fact that he was a small business owner and known in the community would be the shocking thing. Um. But but Bev's doing a shitty job reporting. She's just not, you know, she's still shell-shocked from her experience of being put in the hole. She's a broken tiger. She's a broken tiger, and it's a sad, sad thing. And uh, Kai threatens that any more blood will be directly on Senator Jackson's hands. He's the incumbent. And then they cut, and Kai yells at her for not putting her back into the scene, essentially. Uh, then nope. Winter approaches Bev when she's alone and says, you need to escape you can't. You, you're not going to be able to make it here. Here's an Amtrak ticket, and this is this is what the the, the trap that Sansa Stark fell into for the first like five seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh my God, is this my salvation? No, no, it can't be. This is just a test. You're testing me. Right. I I I I, I, lo- I love King Joffrey. He's going to be my husband, and I'm going to have lots of beautiful children with him. Like she goes shifts right into I'm I'm lo- I'm I'm Kai's loyal follower into the end because she's been brainwashed well. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kai is then tearing into his house the next scene looking for Buzz. He hears an audible buzz in his head, probably because all of the fucking Adderall he's he's popping, like Tic Tacs at this point. Uh, Allie can't get his attention. He says the only place the buzzing stops is the mausoleum, so he locks himself in there with with, with his family. And Vincent gets up (laughs) in pretty good zombie makeup. I actually like this. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, and then the ghost of Charlie Manson shows up, but except for he says, I'm not dead, man. I'm alive. I'm just up the road at such and such penitentiary. You should come visit sometime. Very, very folksy take on Charles Manson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, very. That's kind of, have you seen any kind of modern interview? He's kind of got that wild eyed. Yeah. Like, you know, you wouldn't think 
I mean, he's got the swastika on his head, so that's a dead giveaway. Right. But he's more like the kind of guy who just randomly come preach up, preach on you on like a like a downtown, like start talking about you know. He, yeah. You wouldn't expect, you wouldn't suspect him of someone pu- pure evil, except for again this the swastika that he's he's carved into his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> except for you, that, ignore and, that. That's the thing. He's, he hasn't has the swastika in the just, vision yet. And just forget about like all the people he murdered. Right. All those, no. Despite all those things, he seems like a. Cool he seems dude. more like a, a like like a like a former country like like he's like like um like a Willie Nelson type is what I'm trying to get at. It makes except sense for that, the swastika and the murders. It makes sense that Kai identifies with him the most. I think. How so? Um. His misogyny, because his his point is, it's always the bitches, man. You can't trust them. That's true, but they did have a lot of loyal female followers. And, so, he, and he apparently detested them all. Well. I mean, that's like, I mean, it, it's it's very, I mean, the parallels are obvious and intentional since, of course, this is all, uh, this is all Ryan Murphy writing this up to this point, trying to get us to this, this point where we can see the similarities between the Manson family and Kai's family. Uh... Allie says, then knocks on the door as uh, Manson's opining his opinion about women and says, look what I found, and it's a bug. Uh, we later find out, I think it's a Fitbit battery, yeah. which I've never seen before. So why not? Whatever. Uh, there's a knocking on the door, and holy shit, it's Bebe, and he, she is mad that he's not followed their two-step plan to unleash female rage. Uh, she says, you've made everyone angry. You've even broken the unbreakable tiger, Beverly Hope. And then he gets mad and says, you think I'd die a martyr for some bitch's cause? Women can't run things. And he says, I know the truth, which is women need to be grabbed by the pussy and led to the kitchen to make him a sandwich. Baby pulls a gun. Sorry. <laughs> Baby. Bebe. Bebe pulls a gun and starts to monologue by proxy because she's really just repeating the scum notes from Valerie and Allie blows her head off which I found fairly shocking and she goes who is she and he says my anger management counselor she's like not she's not very good at her job Uh, she's playing the long game I don't know what her game is Charlie Manson says that this definitely ain't no mole in regards to Allie what do you think she's doing here Um, proving that she's his most loyal follower the one true mother of his messiah baby um and his protector i just what what is her end game does she want to kill everyone here and then take because i thought that her plan would be to just be able to get oz alone for like three seconds and run i think she's um i think i mean she she wants to be sure that if she gets oz alone for two seconds and runs he doesn't come after her for the rest of her life yeah. Because she's convinced him that that's his Messiah baby. So why wouldn't he? Yeah. Probably take her to court for um, parental rights. That's why you just run away and just like never, you, you live off the grid. Well, yeah, it sounds easy. So you actually have to do it. Well, the other thing that's not, not going to be... I mean, there's not just a guy on every corner that'll just print you a new ID no, and put you in witness protection. I get it, but she's also committing so many crimes in the course of trying to get free. That's not easy to run from either. I mean, here's the thing. I think she's just trying to get him um, put away. Okay. Locked away in jail. Get him caught. Uh, maybe even get him killed. Uh, And this is connected to nothing, but the next scene, Kai's getting his head shaved. And a clean shave from his sister. Do we know why he's getting this fresh haircut? Is this just to play the mind game with her about her first haircut? Like, I wasn't clear to me if he is, like, in the middle of a campaign, why would you shave your head? I mean, I, I guess the, the, the blue man bun well, wasn't yeah. wasn't pulling well. It's, um, I mean, it's very much like a skinhead look. Sure. But it's also got some sort of, like, Buddhist piece to it. Huh. The hairlessness. Yeah. Um, I, sure. I also thought it was a bold choice to let her shave him with a straight razor if he's really this suspecting of her being evil because that would have been the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a slit his throat at this point. Right. So I'm a little confused. So either he trusts her or he doesn't. Right. But he doesn't because he's or always... He's... That's the thing. Like I thought he was sparring with her, but at the end he has the train ticket to Butte, Montana that, he, that she had apparently bought in good faith for Bev. Yeah. As proof that 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 she is going against him, 
I don't understand why this elaborate game if he already had the proof that she was a betrayer. I mean, here's the thing. Don't don't you ever just want to give someone like one more chance to do the right thing? Like he's just going to test her and see if she's going to come clean and tell the truth about anything at all. She wants to get off of her chest. Plus, I think that he gets like a, a power thrill out of, yeah. you know, knowing what's happening next. Yeah. But she doesn't. Hmm. That's interesting. Because you, you asked me that and I'm like, I don't know, because like I've I've unfortunately had to get a lot of experience of getting closure from people that will not give me any for, Same. for various reasons. So like, well, if I was in this position, like I, I wouldn't, you know, like if I was in this position or trying to prove if someone is like trying to kill me or not, like if I was in a position where like I thought someone was being unfaithful to me for whatever reason, I had good information to act on that. I would just. I just trust my gut and act on it. I don't I mean, need them this... to con- I don't need them to confess because something has happened in a relationship to to to, to erode like a love and affection and respect to the think that to the point that I'm suspecting them of this disloyalty. So like why do I need why do I need hardcore proof? Like I don't I, I understand why it would be helpful, but like in my experience, like that just delays the inevitable and allows a person to continue to hurt you and all kinds of other bad stuff. I just I just thought of another question. Okay. What was the point of Bebe bringing all of the girls into this Valerie Solanas feminist circle thing? If she was working with Kai the whole time. I think Don't you that, think that they would just bring them all into the fold together? No, I think that she the the, the that was the two stage plan that Kai was going to whip them up into this frenzy and Bebe was going to show them this the truth and that they were going to go through this like some kind of crucible. So everything and come that... out the other side like refined feminist rage gold and then they would be that that would be the second booster phase. Like they they okay. would then those would be the new leaders of the cult and they would you know, have the gendered helter skelter party. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, that's what I think, but like that's you know they, no, they I'm never really that everything that happened after you they did the cutaway reveal of Bebe and Kai sitting on the couch together. Mm-hmm. That everything that happened after that was not according to plan. Yeah, apparently. I mean, pretty much, pretty much. Um. So I mean, Winter has this. I don't, do. Do you believe Winter? What she's saying that I need to get away from you because I'm I'm just afraid of you, and if I stay any longer, that that's all that'll be left, and there won't be any love, and you need someone to love and care for you when you get to where you need to be, such as the president or whatever. Is that just bullshit she's saying so she can get away, or does she mean it on some level? Or I, I mean, think... I haven't quite figured out their relationship, so these are all. No, I think she. I think she definitely means it. Yeah. Uh, Kai confronts Winter in this tribunal thing that he likes to do. She tries to invoke pinky power to prove her innocence and her uh, love for him, and he refuses. Instead, he asks her to explain uh, the battery for her Fitbit and the recorder that she apparently put in the ice cream truck. Uh, <coughs> Allie. <coughs> Allie. Allie, we think, is the one that did that. That's certainly what Winter accuses her of because she's a, she's a Hillary supporter. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's what Allie says to her. Yeah. Uh, that you're you're a Hillary supporter, which is different for like she's a Jill Stein, so she thinks outside the box. The Hillary, yeah. that's just a sheep. That's a sheep bleeding after someone to support. Uh, and so Allie seems like is just taking this organization down from the inside. I think that's her plan. Yeah, she's like exploit. She's like doing this weird thing where she's exploiting everyone's paranoia from the inside and turning maybe- everyone against. Although there is some real, there is some real uh, turncoats, as we find out. Yeah, and um, the other thing I wanted to mention is when Allie and Ivy were in the scene together. I don't know. If, uh, I mean, sorry, Beverly and Allie were together. They shared a very significant look as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like they decided together to try to take Winter down because you know. Fool me once. <laughs> right. She needs to get got. Um, so he demands that she confess, and uh, she doesn't because there's nothing for her to confess. So he uh, chokes her to death, and it's a, it's a crazy scene. Uh, and there's a – like what finally gets him to do it is the, the Charles Manson apparition or vision that now has the bleeding Nazi no, no, sign. No, no, no. This is a vision of himself. His shaved head with the Nazi symbol on his head. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think this is definitely him envisioning himself as the so divine gonna, he's leader. Just, he's going to copycat the uh, Manson down to the Nazi scar, huh? 
Yes. Um, so he kind of chokes her to death, and he's crying, and there's this weird kind of side angle where it looks like he's standing up with his sister in a kind of intimate pose, and all of his dudes are standing on the wall. Speedwagon is moved almost to tears. Uh, Kai kisses her corpse. Speedwagon runs out of the room. Um, he goes to a car, reveals that he's wearing a wire, and then Allie jumps in the car with him. Could he have been more obvious? I mean, does uh, what do you mean? He ran out of the room. Yeah, I mean Kai's busy. Like I, I yeah, I, I guess. But but they needed to do this because else, like imagine if it was like <laughs> later that just, night. Yeah. He's just like you know after a long night of sleeping bags and stuff. He's just like goes to the bathroom and is like, oh my god, look at this wire. I I don't know. I like I didn't have a problem with that per se. No. No. Allie found a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like this other thing is like this was this this all needed to happen to to move the plot along to its resolution next week. Yeah. Um but so it seems like there are people that are conspiring against him and they're implying that Winter was not one of those people or at least was not the only person who was doing that. Uh I think that hmm. it looks like that the alley has plant has planted evidence that Speedwagon actually was a turncoat. In fact, I wonder, with them mentioning the Department of Justice, I wonder, because, you know, the FBI actually has people that, like, infiltrate gangs and the KKK and tries to work to destabilize these things from the inside. Right. I wonder if, if we're going to find out that Speedwagon is, like, some kind of government plant, some kind of double agent. I don't know. Maybe is her... I don't know what the legality of them committing murders are, because Speedwagon's done a bunch of bad shit, hasn't he? Maybe, but... I think um, if the blue shirts have ever actually killed somebody. But it's not unheard of for them to offer, you know, immunity to the guy who's offering to give them all the information they need mm -hmm. to put down the real big bad. That's true. I, speak, I mean, so you're right. It could be that someone has turned, flipped him. Could be that he's decided he's gotten cold feet since the suicide talk, and he's trying to... Do it on like get evidence for uh, to to send to the outside to himself. It could be that he is a government because yeah, it could have been he could be I government mean, agent, but, he but he's seen a I don't know if he's committed any, but he's seen at least Vincent's murder and now Winters. That's it. That's the episode. Do you have any feedback? I do have feedback. You can send feedback into ahs at baldmove .com. Laura and Michelle in Michigan say, "Dear Cecily and that guy, she's married to." I'm lost as to why we're having the bedroom full of bodies. Who chooses who joins the bedroom? Because the followers that got killed during the Kool-Aid drinking scene wasn't there. Did that guy rate the backyard or did he get cut up in another serial uh, killer uh, will? Uh, speaking of the unclaimed dead bodies, what about the cop murder of Ryan Lochte from last week? <laughs> Wouldn't the town miss their one cop detective? This is the shark jumping the shark at this point, but the girlfriend and I are hanging in there because there's nothing else to watch on a Tuesday night at 10. Best part is you two ripping AHS apart. Right. We keep showing up just because you keep showing up. Yeah, this is like a suicide <laughs> pact at this point. Um, I, that's the thing. Is like, I don't even think I'm doing a very good job of ripping it apart because I'm just confused. I'm so confused. I really just, liked last episode, but this episode, I just I don't know what the point is. Also, what was the point of all the blood that Harrison woke up in? <laughs> Old yeah. Meadows blood. Can we talk about that again? No. Okay, good. No, because it's 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 just uh uh I, I, I'm not even sure it actually happened. I think I might have dreamed it. Right. Uh Nathan V said just listened to the seven oh nine podcast and I thought it was a little funny when Aaron mentioned if Oz had quoted a source about Jonestown that was compiled over fifteen years ago by cult historians. I don't know if it's been going on for fifteen years, but San Diego State University has a great site about all the Jonestown collecting Many primary sources in tracing the rise of Jim Jones' cult. Here's the link if you want to read more. Jonestown.sdsu.edu. I did listen to the uh, Jonestown death tapes in between. You know, I told you that it was terrible and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It was 45 minutes and uh, I am shooketh. Yeah. No, I think it's... the most disturbing part to me, I mean, you can hear like babies crying uh -huh. and things like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't make it all the way through. But like so, when it got really bad, I'm like, I can't fucking do this. I mean, you yeah. hard, you hard girl. I think. Well, the most disturbing thing 
is the longer it goes, the quieter it gets. Right. It's the sound of 900 people just Di- leaving just, the earth. Just dying, yeah. Yeah. Until it's just over. <sighs> so, uh, on that note, we'll move on to Josh S., I was listening to your coverage of 709. You proposed that there are a few things that would get America out to the streets, rioting and protesting, such as censorship of our internet access. As an avid internet user, gaming, streaming, Reddit, and of course listening to everything Bald Move, I wanted to bring up the current topic in net neutrality. I assume you're familiar with it as it could possibly affect you in Bald Move. I don't see people rioting and speaking out. I've only seen it online. I've written my senator stating my opinion and got only a form letter back. It feels likely that the vote at the end of November will end net neutrality, thus enabling ISPs to filter what we see based on what we pay for. This feels similar to what Kai is proposing. I can't help but think that the lack of knowledge and ability to obtain knowledge will push people into cult-like societies. What do you think? So... Like you, the very first time they tried this net neutrality s- repeal, which was uh, going on like eight years ago, uh, might have been even longer than that because I think Slashdot was still a, a thing that I was just checking on a daily basis. It's literally the first time that I actually called my representatives and senators because I was like up in arms about it. Wasn't the last time. I've been quite politically active uh, as with each passing year. But my take on it is... um. I don't know because it feels like people on the internet is just as excited about it, but I don't think the common people still understand the whole concept of net neutrality and what a bad idea it would be for these companies to be unshackled by those. And it's like there's so much obvious bullshit that like the Comcast CEOs are spouting and the guy that's – I forget the guy's name with the punchable face that's running the FCC now, but – like it, it seems like they're just blatantly lying about the effects and how trustworthy ISPs can get, and like, oh, they won't fuck us. Just trust them. Um, the problem is none of these things will be felt until net neutrality is a thing of the past, and then the question is, when people start seeing the effects of this stuff, will the outcry be enough to reverse it? That is remains to be seen because. If they're very slow and do the boiling of a frog kind of thing, because I've already seen this with cord cutters, like, you know, everyone cut cords to to save money. But then in response, these people have had these these media companies have offered ever more options like, you know, everyone's getting in the game. And if you want to get like basic cable equivalent by going the cord cutting route, you would have to sign up for, I don't know, a lot of expensive plans, a lot of different plans. So. I feel like that there's if they're smart, they'll do this boiling of a frog where like over the next 20 years, they'll slowly make the I don't think they're going to roll out like, you know, here's the, the here's the Google plan and you get Google all your Google services for five bucks. And here's the Netflix plan that you need with Netflix to make sure that you can actually stream in high quality. I don't think they'll do that from the get go. I think that's something that they'll do over the next 10 or 15 years and people won't even notice that we are getting less for much more. If you kind of if you feel like you're undecided about net neutrality, there's like two pieces that John Oliver's done over the years on net neutrality to kind of uh, out gives a broad strokes of what the. If you are interested and want to be more informed, just uh, Google it, look it up, read about yeah, it. Yeah, and here's here's how I Google something to try to establish a truth because you can go and find both sides. Is like. Search for net neutrality is bullshit. Net neutrality is good. Net neutrality is bad. Net neutrality is bullshit. Net neutrality is the opposite of bullshit, whatever it is. And then, and this is tough. This is the hard part. This is where being a citizen sucks. You have to go like a tennis match. You got to run and see if the other side can return that ball across the net. And then that side, what are they going to do with it? And you got to follow that. It's like most people follow politics like... It's a tent like most people it's like their side serves the ball and they think they 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 don't watch the other side and it's a fucking ace. Or they might watch it for another volley and then their side will get it over the net and they're like, ah, what more is there? You you have to follow that thing to get to the truth of it. You have to you have to follow both sides down to their logical conclusion and one person runs out of arguments one person runs out of bullshit to say and then that is as close you can get to objective truth except for it's not over because after months or years or decades 
of more experience, the other side might come up with an argument to mount or the facts on the ground might change and things might be different. And you do that over and over and over again. You keep going to the polls and you keep calling your senators and your representatives until you fucking die. And then you can stop caring about it then. Now, that sounds like a lot of work. It's super a lot of work, but what do you want? Democracy ain't for pussies. If you want to stop it, call your representatives, call your senators, find out where they stand on it, and uh, and let your voice be heard. Laura M. from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm really enjoying hearing y'all reference all the different cult knowledge that has gone into the show. I know you probably don't have time to listen to other podcasts. Ha! I listen to so many podcasts. <laughs> so do I. But I've been checking out cults alongside watching this season of AHS. They explore what went into the success of cults as well as the psychology behind them. So... It's funny because I'm, you know, I, every week I go into the American Horror Story Reddit and read, and every week someone mentions this awesome cults podcast, which I haven't got given a, choi- a chance yet. Uh-huh. But multiple people have said that it's very germane to this season of American Horror Story, and they're they're doing the analysis of the cults that are actually in the season, and it's fascinating, and it's definitely something I want to get to. What's it called? Uh, it's called Cults. The podcast oh. is called Cults. Okay. Cults, cults, cults. The cult podcast. Great. It's the officially unofficial podcast for cults. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. Laura, Tim B. Uh, sends a deadline article about Quentin Tarantino shopping his new Manson murder film because uh, he doesn't want to release under Miramax because of the Harvey Weinstein business. Uh, Tarantino's number nine. Yeah, he wants to know our opinion on that. Like... All right. It's yeah. He should get away from Miramax, and he should release the movie because, other than like, I didn't care much for the Hateful Eight. I thought that movie was kind of slow and indulgent, but I only saw it the one time. No, but if they give uh, the Charles Manson cult a take, much like um, Glorious Bastards, unique twist on the events of World yeah. War Two, then you, yeah, I'm in. You know, I never considered that he would just go like alt history with it. Oh yeah. But uh, that's that's I, I mean, I, I could be I would be interested in just seeing a straightforward Quentin Tarantino take on the material because it's shocking and it's bloody and it's violent and it's it's uh, about the intersection of race and culture, which is something that he seems to be fascinated. I can by, tell you so. one thing. Yeah. The N word's going to be in that movie. Oh, a yeah. Lot. Oh, yeah. Lots, lots, <laughs> lots and lots. Uh, Tracy says, I watch AHS every year, and I usually uh, usually I think it starts to unravel a bit. This year may be the exception, or not. We'll have to see. Something I can see after watching just a piece of this week's episode has the makings of something interesting. The plan is to unite the women in the rage. But interestingly enough, women are picking each other off one by one. Metal killed herself, but tried to set up Allie on her way out. Winter set up Beverly to take the fall for killing her cult baby daddy to be. Ivy killed, or Allie killed Ivy. I don't know if this is the theme that will hold, but I think women will tell you that we are hardest on other women. I think we saw that play out to some degree in our last election, and that is one point that is being made here, and it started with the women who either didn't vote or didn't vote for Hillary. This decision left us with an off-kilter, internet-obsessed conservative man in charge. Sound like any blue-haired cult leader you know? <laughs> she also sent a couple of addendums like, this is... This... She also sent us a couple of addendums... Um, uh, where, as I guess she was sending us to this as she's watching the episode in real time, because every time a woman killed another woman, like she's like, Allie just killed Bebe, boom. And then, of course, in the end, Allie seemed like she betrayed Winter. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a low key theme? The fact that, like, a lot of times women do not exactly give hand ups to other women in this in this struggle we call life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's white women's fault that Donald Trump won the election. So that's the worst thing they've done lately. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the uh, more minor crimes are just the everyday things you do to each other. Yes. Just like Tracy said. Um, you know, like that movie, the movie It that came out recently, you know, the popular girl is picking on the, the tomboy and they're, you know, everyone's biggest insult and the one that hits hardest for a young girl is, you know, slut, whore, right. things like that. Yeah. Starts early. And then you look at the cover of Cosmo magazine and they're doing it too. Oh, yeah. Cosmo. D- do women still read Cosmo and take it seriously? Yes. Because as a man, uh, I've never read it 
any advice about what you should do to drive your man crazy and been impressed with the advice? I read Cosmo like religiously when I was a teenager, uh-huh. like before I was sexually active. Uh-huh. So, you know, all those, all the weird things they told you to do to be a woman and be a woman that pleases a man were things that, you know, I thought were how it was supposed to be. Because hmm. that was my next question. Like, did you sure, know? I'll, I'll wrap my boyfriend's penis with a string of pearls until it, like, turns purple. He'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make the blowjob mind-blowing? <laughs> Pop in an Altoid. What the fuck? Uh, an right. Altoid? Yeah. Curiously strong my ass. I, my next question was, like, is was that the equivalent of, like, boys reading, like, American Ninja Quarterly, where, like... It purports to offer advice well, on how to deal with assailants, but you, you no, kind of know on some level it's not to be taken serious. Or you, you, you implied that like no, no I this think is, the equivalent is... would be like GQ magazine or um, I don't know. What do you dudes read? Well, that's the thing is that it's hard to find equivalencies because you've got American Ninja Quarterly, you've got um, uh, Nature and Science magazine, uh-huh. you've got all these things about like advancing your life skills and things mm-hmm. like that and we've got, got how to be pretty how to be don't forget about good housekeeping and keep the house clean <laughs> yeah no it's that's depressing uh joel p after every episode of watch i'm more and more impressed with evan peter's acting ability the beginning of this season i was watching the show solely for shitty entertainment but now i find myself returning for peter's performance okay evan peter are we Look, man, it's pretty beyond the pale to write into a fan podcast and, and blow your own horn. No, 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 that's the ultimate thing. That's the ultimate emulation of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> to write right. in an email, pretend not to be yourself, and talk about how good you are. Right, right, right. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty. There, I don't know if everyone saw, but last week a lot of people were passing around this uh, letter to the editor that was written into a magazine or newspaper oh. back in the late 80s accusing Donald Trump of being a womanizer and being disrespectful to women. And apparently uh, Donald Trump's personal assistant, mm-hmm. uh, whose his name? name does Ronald... not match any personal assistant or secretary he's What's ever it? had. Ronald Bump? It was, it was, it was uh, Donna. Okay. Do- Donna Rump. Okay. And the, 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 the voice that this person wrote in can only be described as Trump-esque. It can only because be described as sad. <laughs> Trump is the most amazing, most caring. He's got the best way with women. All women love him. Yes. He's the greatest man. Like, it's 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 pretty funny. So, Evan, yeah. Evan, come on. Come on. You've got a very successful career. Or there's a recording going around of him pretending to be his own uh, publicist or PR person, which is very clearly yeah, his voice. Nope, totally. Yeah. Yep, I remember that one, too. Uh, and people elected him anyway. Uh, what? What? Do you, okay. Let's be real. What is Evan Peters' ceiling as an actor? Because I don't think he's terrible. I just think he is. He's 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 a lot like Amelia Clark. That he's got a few tool a few tools in his tool shed that he works with very well. But he's got a lot of things when he tries to reach for them, they're just a bit much of a reach. Like I think I think Amelia is a great at playing Daenerys. When she's fierce or she's tough um, or she's she's being powerful, but she's she really struggles with emotions like grief um, and like sorrow. But you've and, only seen her in that one show. True. So that could just be the way she's being directed. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's she true. Does, she's done a lot know. of dramatic work as well. However, I don't I, know what else the, I've the, seen Evan Peters in, but um, I don't know. This is I mean, I have to agree with the emailer. This is my second if they stick the landing, I think this is second place in my favorite seasons. Huh? List. I I I just don't because I I did not connect with him choking his sister to death at all. I thought that was a very weird performance. He did it with his own hands. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't use a gun. He didn't have someone else do it. Uh-huh. He did it with his bare hands, and he's just crying. And you know, he's closing his eyes at one point, and then he forces himself to look and gives her the kiss goodbye. Right. That was really emotional. Okay. I mean, I think what the disconnect you're having is that we don't identify with either of these characters, so why should we care? It might be. I'm just saying, like, and that's you, and it's such a weird relationship and two like, weird characters. Like, maybe that's a point I shouldn't completely identify. But I'm just like, or like you think I about, wasn't sure what he was feeling. I wasn't sure what I was feeling. Um, or you think about like choking your own sister, and yeah. 
you're probably okay with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not like I haven't tried. Dad <laughs> so just you, always separated us in time. Do you feel uh, that the relationship between you and your younger sister is more important than the one she has with her father? <laughs> I've uh, never felt that way. I, the thing is, is like, I think he's and just making shit up. Like, that's I don't gotta think, be it. I forgot I, to research that. Right. I, I think that's just something that where he's like he's in his dear leader or or, or, or uh, divine leader role. Like he's just saying shit that's 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 true <laughs> because he said it. Because I have never ever ever heard anyone have big brother issues. Right. I've or, heard of someone described as having daddy issues. I've never heard of anyone being described as having big brother issues. So yeah. I think that's hashtag fake news. Well, I think daddy issues is also sort of um, uh, a, another moniker that was created to oppress women. Why is that? Has anyone ever accused, you know, Hugh Hefner when he was alive of having mommy issues because he slept with much younger women? Uh, no. Have you but, ever heard of having, a man who sleeps with younger women accused of having mommy issues? Uh, I've heard of men uh, uh, accused of having mommy issues for sure. I don't know why you're assuming the sleeping with younger women is uh, is would be a mommy issue kind of thing. That might be an arrested development kind of thing. Well, that's the thing you say about young women who are dating older, older men. men, that so they have they, daddy issues. So if, if a man dated an older, more mature, matronly woman, that's would I guess that would be more analogous to the mommy issues, right? Because that's like a, he's looking for a person to be his mommy. I don't know, because it's not a thing. Mommy, that's the problem. mommy issues? I've never once heard anyone use that. I've it's it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Okay, well, I think you're just like stubbornly refusing to see the point here because you <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, I really don't. I mean, I'm, I'm trying because, but I'm like to me, you made it the anal you made an opposite analogy. Like you're saying, like what you're saying is, uh, daddy issues is another way to t- tell women that they're crazy, and telling women that they're crazy is a way to dismiss them. Which I am totally on board with. Like I totally subscribe to all that. I'm just saying this particular thing you're trying to say. I'm not quite sure if, if that's the point you're making. Point made. We can move on. But if you're trying to make a more subtle one than that, then I'm not. I think it quite if yet. anything that um, she would probably feel a closer connection to um, Rudy Vincent, whatever his actual name is. <laughs> you know, the older brother who acted sure. like a father for them. Well. Uh, although never met on, I mean, that's the thing. They never had a scene together we'll until they died. Never seen together until they died. Yeah. So, like, it's it's. I see what you're saying, but still, it's like the show. The show didn't give us much to work with uh, as far as his family dynamic. Because I just took that line as, um, as just Kai making shit up. Oh yeah. Toby absolutely. says recently found out that Disney's in talks to purchase 20th Century Fox. This includes FX Network. I didn't know that, that was true. But makes sense. Whatever. I'll go with it. I personally think FX is one of the best television networks. Disney owning it worries me. Do you mm-hmm. think there's any chance Disney keeps a show like American Horror Story on a network it acquires? Um, I think the mouse doesn't like to fuck up his cash flow. So if the mouse is looking at FX and AHS is, prop- uh, is profitable and they like the relationship they have with Murphy, who you know, is capable of doing things like people versus OJ and he's doing this thing, this Versace thing. Um, they will keep that working relationship because it's not like Disney came in and, and fucked up star Wars for sure. So it's you're not saying like Disney yes, came... they think you think they'll get rid of the show. No, I don't. I think if, if, if the show is making money and they, they've and they... ever done anything like this before, like what? they're good at, you know, at fixing wholesome family entertainment with some, you know, mild non-graphic violence like Star Wars, but or Marvel or I mean, AB Yeah, you're right. Like it's not family friendly on the brand. They also did uh, you know, they do ESPN, they also do ABC, like they own a lot of stuff. Um not <laughs> huh? I said you're not convincing me that they'll keep the show. But that's the thing is like it, Disney has owned a lot of other companies that made that made like it was never a Walt Disney film, but like when you ever you saw an Orion or I think a TriStar, um, those were those were those were how those were movie houses owned by Disney and they were making rated R movies at the time because I remember I remember th- some think pieces about that and like you know people being concerned about Disney selling its image by doing this and it's it doesn't seem to have hurt them so I feel like that. 
I mean, I don't think there's any truth to the fact that Disney and its subsidiaries would not allow like more adult graphic type of entertainment to exist. Um, if that's a concern, like I, I don't know, maybe we can, maybe someone can email me a, something where it says they put the kibosh on that. Or I think it's maybe more of like we'll be free from this hell we're in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of like they're going to look and like does AHS contribute to the bottom line. Which I don't even know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's ratings seem like, eh, but I'm not sure if it's rate. Because, like, none of the stuff I've covered on FX has had great ratings. I'm talking about Legion. I'm talking about Fargo. I'm talking about AHS. Justified. But, uh, justified. Um, but yet they've stuck with them because I think those ratings for relative to FX have been good for them. The other thing is I think they do value their relationship with Ryan Murphy. And Ryan Murphy is a proven, hardworking creator that, that delivers both creatively uh and audience wise and uh even critically you know with like oj and things like that given like over the course of his career like he has slumps here and there and he's more or less interested in material at times but you can't argue with the man's body of work he's done a lot of interesting things have gotten critical acclaim and audiences have watched so i think if if walt disney looks at it like that's from a bottom line they'll be they'll be pretty safe but I, I just don't see them acquiring this and then just being like, Louie, get the fuck out of here because you talk about adult issues, you know, baskets, you know, like 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 almost all of FX net, all of FX net. <laughs> it's uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. It, all of FX's programming is this kind of edgy adult stuff. So if Disney right. was acquiring it to strip it out, why it'd be like. It'd be like somebody buying ABC Family or what the hell are they now? It's like buying iTunes and then stop hosting music. Or buying Hallmark Channel and making it do hardcore pornography. It's like, <laughs> why, why would you run off all of the fans and then you know, try to bring in a completely distinct different brand into it? So I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, and that's all we got for this week. That's it. On American Horror Story Podcast. Uh, AHS at baldmove.com if you'd like to... Uh, send us feedback. You can also uh, participate in the live threads on forums.baldmove.com. There's also all the social media you can follow us on. And probably forgetting something, baldmove.com. Baldmove.com. Baldmove.com's got everything we got going on. Uh, and we got a lot going on this week as every week. Next week is the last week. Uh, when I think it's called, like, called Great Again. Yes, it so is. So we'll see how... See how Ryan Murphy plans to make American Horror Story great again <laughs> in one episode. All right. He's got one episode to, 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 to wrap this up into a nice little bow. I think it's going to involve Twisty. It's going to involve Twisty coming and clearing house. I'm still clinging to I'm and, and Twisty I trust. All right. We'll see. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.